this thing working? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Always Tribbin. I'm your host, Mike Tribby. Coming back to you this week, another comedian from Hyenas, because I just appreciate having conversations with comedians. No matter what shit's going on, we try to find the funny, you know, even sometimes when we're not supposed to. So I'd like to welcome this week, very funny comedian coming up here in pretty much everywhere, Plano, Dallas, Fort Worth, your mom's basement, anywhere. <laughs> Basically anywhere that there is a microphone. Cody Swindell, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Mike? Good to have you here. Hyenas is the first place where I've actually seen you. Yeah, yeah, we met at Hyenas, Fort Worth, yeah. It's one of my favorite mics. That's my top mic right there. Yeah. Just the the whole environment, it feels authentic. <laughs> Something about being in a dark basement. I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're underground. You get yeah. underground laughs. That amplifies it. Yeah, it's a great place. I wish it started earlier. Because I still have to work on Fridays, but that is what it is. Dang. Yeah, that shows commitment. Yeah, that's why this last Thursday, I was like, no, yeah, can't do it. That 1030 start. For once, I chose the responsible route. That's that's the first time. <laughs> it felt strange. I was driving home. I was like, who are you? What are you doing? Hopefully next week. That sucked. Yeah. It felt like a loss that night. Yeah. You know? Like sometimes you bomb and you're like, you know, it's all right. I still went out there and still got some feedback, got some work. Yeah, yeah. But this time, it's like I bombed without yeah. even going on stage. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. You know? You felt the bomb and didn't even get the, the credit for going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just went home disappointed. That's tough. It is. Oh, yeah. That was just because of a, a sign-up thing, right? That was because, well, it's actually, a, it's a longer story. It's a, <laughs> bunch, it's a bunch of nonsense that added up. Uh. So the funny thing, when I moved apartments, I was originally in a different unit. Yeah. And like maybe a year ago, I moved home. And I never changed my internet over because mm -hmm. I didn't think I needed to. Like, what's the point? All I'm doing is changing an apartment number. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to do that. Yeah. So all this time, it's been fine. And then Thursday night, right at like 920, they cut out our internet because somebody else set up service in my old apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so they, and they had to like provide paperwork <clears throat> to prove that they really live there because I already had an account there. Yeah. So they shut my account out completely. So when I sent the message to get signed up on the list, it never went through until I was already on my way. Ah. Yeah. And I was super late as I normally am. And uh, yeah, just it didn't work out. All because of the people that moved into your old apartment. Yeah, how dare they set up a Spectrum account? I called dibs on that. You yeah. know, doesn't matter if I don't live there. That's yeah. my account. They didn't care. Just be a bro and go without internet for a while. Yeah, change, pick a different number. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. Use your old ap apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of driving last night for not that much time, and what I felt like was a bomb. It didn't go so poorly, but I just ruined my set in the middle of my set with a, it's a new joke that I'm okay with, but it's about Pokemon. <laughs> and I did it in Keller at a brewery with an older crowd. There wasn't anyone oh, in there younger yeah. than 50. And Lost Pokemon it. wasn't <laughs> wasn't the topic for them, so. And then I acknowledged that that wasn't, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't that demographic. So basically I just called them old and then got off stage. That was it. That's not good. No, you just hit him with like three trigger words right there <laughs> in a row. <laughs> uh, no, I did have a joke after, but it didn't, wasn't that great either. Sometimes you just lose them and it's hard yeah. to win back. Yeah. Man, that's something I don't feel like a lot of people understand is the amount of time that it takes just going in between mics. Yeah. How much time you spend 
driving back and forth yeah all for minutes yeah yeah a few That's, minutes at a time yeah to build on yeah you'll spend three hours of your night just for three minutes even then yeah. it doesn't even always pay out all the time because by the time you get up you might not have a crowd yeah yeah it does tough. sound crazy it's a gamble every night whether or not you're even going to have people to hear the jokes that you're waiting to spit out you know yeah <laughs> What was the Pokemon joke about? <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm What's comparing uh, I'm comparing Pokemon to raccoon hunting, like my dad having coon hounds and stuff growing up, and uh, I say it's all just saying like my dad didn't like Pokemon, but he would go outside and hunt animals with other animals. Hmm. I'm like that's Pokemon, and then I call him Dad Ketchum at the end instead of Ash Ketchum. Oh, like, uh, if they knew who that was. Goofy I, that little tag. But <laughs> I should have at least saved myself the embarrassment of throwing that extra tag out there when I knew the joke wasn't hitting already. Hey, not nah, double down. But it's <laughs> just that new joke you're working on. And I was like, I'm going to work on this new joke tonight. And then I get in there and I'm like, that was the worst joke I could have worked on. And that in itself is a lesson right there. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the- it was worth the, it was worth the drive still. Get something out of it. I get something out of, uh, don't tell shitty Pokemon jokes to old people. That's a lesson. Yeah, I've learned that lesson recently with, uh, I have a joke about Pawn Stars. Yeah. You know, great show. I thought that everyone watched. Uh, I'm finding out now that not a lot of people watch this show. (laughs) (laughs) Are you referencing characters and stuff? I'm just kind of referencing what the show is about. Um, The the joke is about how every episode there's always somebody that comes in straight from their grandpa's funeral. (laughs) <laughs> right like they have they have their grandpa's prize possession it's fine they could finally sell it it's like a locket <laughs> yeah they don't know what it is they don't, they don't even care right yeah yeah but he knows that his grandpa loved it so it's got to be worth something yeah um which the first time i told it there was like two fit, two people in the audience mm-hmm. that were really enthusiastic about pawn stars Mm-hmm. So I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to kill every time. Yeah. And then I tried to tell it again out in Denton, which I learned real quick. Nobody gave a shit. No. Ah. <laughs> I said it and they're like, we don't care about that show. Well, that's lame because everybody's familiar with a pawn shop, even if you don't know the So you get the desperation of the people going into Pawn Stars. You know what I mean? You know, but you got to watch it. I'm just saying, uh, like, it's, you learn so many facts. Yeah. I mean, just the other day, uh, Oh, damn, I forgot what the fact was. I forgot what it was. There was but I used You learned fact. so many forgettable facts. I used one, and I was like, yeah, Pawn Stars. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, coins made during 1964 and before mm-hmm. are silver, are pure silver. Yeah. Everything after that is all mixed with copper and whatnot. Before so, when? 64? Yeah, 1964. So any coins that you have, keep those. Those are worth money. Pawn Stars. How much money? Like an extra... They don't teach you that. Like if it's a dime, <laughs> it's worth like two dimes? <laughs> uh, it's worth its weight in silver, whatever that is. Ah. Yeah. You melt that thing. Well, hold on. That's probably illegal. You didn't hear that here. Don't melt it down. Can you and, melt down money? That's illegal? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Um, mm. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can just get like a bunch of like silver the, coins and melt them down. Defacing government property. Something like that. You know, they're real picky uh, about that stuff. Yeah. They're real, real sensitive about government stuff. You know, it's not. It's, that's why we can't storm the Capitol. Yeah. You know, they get real upset about that. I tried to throw out. I was working on homeless stuff. I was saying that I used to. I told people at a Wounded Duck that I used to throw change in the trash can when I was a kid. And that was true because I, I was like, 
I feel like homeless people like lived in the trash and like dug through there and stuff. I was like, this they is an easy way change. to give them money. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, it's charitable, but yeah. uh, is it right? <laughs> that's another question. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Just, I used to throw away change just because I thought it was like worthless. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this doesn't, I'm going to have to like add up change. It's like a heavy lint. Worth something. That's how rich you are. It's heavy lint in your pocket. No, that's just how impatient I am. <laughs> not counting all these yeah. coins i was like and i hated being that guy that would like walk up with just nothing but change and pay and change oh yeah i was that kid for a long time so i was like no nah, i'm not gonna be that guy anymore Dang. yeah once i got that job at dairy queen <laughs> making 650 an hour i was like man i'm balling <laughs> i heard that my dad's first job was at dairy queen i heard that was your uh your first job it it was it was that's where you met my is, mother it was actually my mom's first job I didn't know this when I got hired. Oh, yeah. But she'd worked at the same Dairy Queen. No way. <laughs> yeah, the same exact location uh, years before, um, you know, before prison, <laughs> all the other fun stuff she got into. Started out with blizzards. Yeah, she started. It's It could be a gateway. There were some meth addicts that I worked with there. Um, I'm not saying it's because of Dairy Queen, but I'm not saying that I know it's not Yeah. either. You know, yeah. you can't rule it out. Yeah. But uh, no, that was my first job. That was actually my first and my third job because I left and then came back for a little bit. Yeah, because you were addicted. Well, they made me a manager, and I was like, that's that's a foolish decision. You don't, <laughs> you don't understand. Like, I abused that employee discount so much. Oh. So much. Like, I would just, people would come in, and I would just give them free ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm That's like, what I was thinking. I mean, what's the, you just get free food, right? Yeah, well, yeah, with the manager discount, 100%. Yeah. Oh. And that was the only discount I ever used. <laughs> until until one of my friend's dads came in. Yeah. And he abused it, man. I was he walked in while we were busy, like peak hours. Yeah. Ordered like seven cones, five Sundays, couple blizzards, couple dilly bars. I mean he got one of everything. Just stocking his fridge. Yeah, pretty much. I think they were having a little party, you know. Ah. He wanted he wanted to just, you know, show up with some dessert. And as I'm ringing him up, I told him the price, and it was pretty high. It was like $40 or something. Dang. And he was like, oh, you can't give me a discount? And I was like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Damn. I'm a child. You're taking advantage of a child. <laughs> All right. I gave him a discount, and it was like seven cents. <laughs> <laughs> I just swiped his card just for show because it was so much. I was like, I got to charge you something, man. Like <laughs> Seven cents, rang it up. And after that, I was like, yo, you guys got to stop with this. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That was the end of discounts. Yep. Yeah. And then ended up getting fired from there. Uh, you know, had a little too much fun. Too many seven cent combos? A little bit. <laughs> Seems like a natural transition to, uh, I don't know why all these billionaires are trying to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless they know something that we don't know. If you got an opportunity to go out to Mars, are you hopping on that ship? Uh, probably not. I like Earth. I think it's cool here. Yeah. Pretty set here. Mars seems like it sucks. I don't know why Elon likes it so much. Uh, he must be a desert guy. Yeah. I don't really... I don't see the appeal. Like, I, I like trees. You know, when I came here from Arizona. Yeah. And I was like, this is a lot of trees. Yeah. And I was amazed. Like, I would just be walking down a street, random street. Is Arizona like, like Mars? Kind of. Yeah. Huh. Pretty close. Sedona... You know, with the red rock. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might feel... Well, that actually, Sedona has some really nice forest. And there's not going to be that many people out there. You're just going to be isolated, you know. It's going to be like living in 
like West Texas or something. You know? Yeah, pretty much. All red and you're by yourself and yeah, it's you, creepy. What's going to be the appeal? Like, I don't know. You're going to go there with like $10 and be a, a millionaire? Mm. That'd probably be the only way. Like, I see people going. Like, you know what? <laughs> uh, I want to go be a Mars millionaire. Let me just, they'll just go yeah. and give you whatever you want a mansion. Yeah. Mars. Because who do you think you are? Germany? Yeah, well, <laughs> as, as long as they don't come back with those inflated egos, right? Like, <laughs> come back expecting rights and, well, that sounded really bad. <laughs> you know, more rights, not equal rights. I, equal rights, that's, you know, that's what we should aim for, not more. Yeah. You Mars people. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the appeal. And I feel like the same people that love Mars make fun of flat earthers. They're like, I love science and Mars, but I hate flat earthers. But at least flat earthers are talking about Earth. Like How they're... dare you say that this horizon's not round? <laughs> I will tell you that when I'm at Mars. <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Maybe that's why they like Mars. They want to go there so bad to prove to fat, flat earthers. Like to mail them a picture and be like, this yeah, is... Yeah, this... I, I showed you. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years later when that transmission comes through. I myself proved it to you. <laughs> and a million others. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody out here. All just taking a picture of the Earth, waiting to go back. <laughs> I mean, like if we Polaroid. could go, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no technology works out there. Yeah, you got to just send a little shit back with your Polaroids. <laughs> yeah, if we could maybe go for like you know like a week and come back real quick, mm-hmm. sure. You know, yeah, might be go check it out. Yeah, but I don't know nothing about space. When does time start moving? If it's a week, how long is a week? Oh, well, see, that's those are questions we don't have answers to. Yeah. You know, I've seen Interstellar. Yeah, that's that's the I've one seen where it, he like, but I don't know it. Like. He <laughs> he leaves and then comes yes. back, and him and his daughter are the same age. Uh-huh. Sorry if any, that's a spoiler for anybody. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an old movie. Yeah. He. Yeah. You've had plenty of time. I don't, yeah. Spoiler. Get out of here. You know, maybe that'd be pretty cool. Like I, I would leave for a while, come back. You know, this age. You know, fifty years from now. Yeah. See what the future's like. Yeah. I really want to like have a flying car before I die. Even if it just hovers. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of checking tire pressure. Yeah. That is kind of crazy that we still revolve or uh depend on rubber, you know. Rubber airbags. Yeah, that's it. That's just rubber and air. I don't know. I like cars though. I don't mind. I don't care if that changes really. Well, you know, we can still keep like it'd be dope to have like the, yeah. you know, an old style car. Yeah, yeah. That hovers. Oh, yeah, that'd be you know, great. You know, like a an old Mustang yeah fresh paint job flying through there yeah just take all the uh heavy junk out of it and put the it would take drunk driving to another level right like you i was thinking yeah that is a bad pretty badass <laughs> i do want things to change i i completely 180 on that you know it's one thing to crash into like a pole it's another thing to crash into a skyscraper when you're drunk driving around yeah yeah and if you're hovering you got a new problem of people trying to like jump the jump over the guy in front of them. Oh, oh, hundred percent, right? Yeah. Like if I see somebody going slow in front of me, yeah, over the right top. Over. There's a lot to think about here. There's mm-hmm. a need to get Neil Not somebody somebody on here. Yeah, Elon, get on it. Who knows? Maybe that's why they're going to Mars. Bill Nye, if he's in town, is he really a scientist though? Uh, he seems like it to me. I'm not gonna. I can't argue with that. Yeah. I. I mean, I definitely don't know any more science than his he knows. coat is whiter than mine. So that's, I've never even had a white coat. Me neither. Ever in my life. I've had like light brown is the closest I've ever gotten. Not even close to being a doctor. Yeah, it's like a dentist jacket right there. Scientist. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I I don't know. I've I don't know if he's a real scientist. Yeah. I mean, in all of our hearts, obviously. Yeah. Do you feel like he's a a dentist, like a dentist to doctor, like he Bill Nye is the dentist version of a scientist? I'm just saying I need to see some degree because I feel like he's just an actor. Oh, you who, need validation. Yeah, I think he just really likes science. Some credentials. But yeah, what if he's so? You think he's just a fanboy of science? I think so. You think he's heard about it, but he's what, not about it. What contributions has he made to the scientific community outside of well talking to children? That's pretty influential. He raised a generation to love science. But do we know any more science? <laughs> you're right, dude, because I love Bill Nye, and I don't know any science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're right, dude. Bill Nye's yeah. a dick. I love, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was the point. Yeah, Bill Nye, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> you fraud. Jeez. You know, it's like I love uh, Bob Ross. Yeah. Love Bob Ross. The campaign. Fort Worth uh, Hyenas comic. Uh, oh, yeah. he's. <laughs> Is that his name too? Bob Ross? Rob Ross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they might be cousins. I don't know. I know. Also they, very they nice honestly, guy. They honestly, they kind of have the same mannerisms, you know? Yeah, yeah. Really pleasant and, uh, yeah. you know, just, they make you feel good, you know? I don't see him in a lot of sweaters, <laughs> but I assume he looks great in sweaters. Oh, you know, wintertime's coming up. Yeah. I'm going to be looking out for it. He's going to have that mid-collar, that fuzzy mid-collar. See, I used to think that was a weird sweater with a little fluff on the collar. Mm -hmm. Then I I put one on. Yeah. So cozy. Yep. You know, I get, you know, we shouldn't kill animals. But if you see one laying around. Yeah, yeah, you know, if it's already made. Yeah, yeah. You know, the animal has already paid the price. So I feel like it's disrespectful not to wear it. Yeah. Right? Like, what's the point of burning all these fur jackets? Yeah. Let's not make any more. You know, we could stop where we are. Right. Or if you see some roadkill, put your feet in them. And then you got shoes. Use it, you know. That right there is the Texas in you. <laughs> that right there is, uh, that's a, that's East Texas living right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't wear Nikes. I got a vulture and a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd Very be different flying sizes. with those vulture slippers on. <laughs> so how long have you been doing comedy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like. I started in late February. I'm like uh, nine, ten months coming up on a year. One um, year in, so what? You're probably like sixty, seventy thousand miles in a drive between <laughs> open mics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of miles. So what got you into it? Like, uh, well, I just had. I'm gonna go back to school, and uh, this is like a whole. Yeah, I'm gonna use my GI Bill. They'll pay me a housing allowance, so I'm basically gonna go to school for my job. It's not a ton of money, but it's enough to live off of and stay oh, flexible, yeah. keep doing comedy for the next couple of years. So, I'm gonna Ooh. depend on that. Finally, the government is putting its money to use. You know? Yeah. And I didn't know there was comedy. that many guys. Uh, there's a few dudes doing that in comedy. It's a place that attracts veterans, I guess. You know, the kind of chaotic lifestyle. I think is an easy transition. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you have to be able to to find some joy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> after some of those experiences. Yeah. You know, it, it's a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah. From trauma to comedy. Yeah, I've seen yeah. quite a lot. You know, you, you get a lot of uh, military, uh, a lot of divorce, a <laughs> lot of drug addicts, <laughs> quite a bit. One blind guy, which real cool guy, real fun guy. I think there's two guys now that are doing it, yeah. That's a lot of competition. So until they fight, there's going to be two. <laughs> you know, I hope that one of them's not faking it, right? I hope. Because he, yeah. he saw the one guy doing it, and he's like, you know, and I'm... Let I me can, invade that I market. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one guy... Yeah. I can be the next. Yeah. He's the CVS. Like, the, the things people would in right do next for to Walgreens. Clout. Yeah. Shameless. But no, that's really cool, man. Being able to just go back to school and, and still have time to do this. Oh, yeah. I had an orientation yesterday, actually. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> they uh, 
They were like, uh, we're gonna give you guys a lunch break for like an hour and a half. I was like, I'm here at 8 a.m. sitting through all this bullshit of like you reading pamphlets and slideshows and then you're giving me a lunch break like I work, I paid you. Like, <laughs> I, I paid you to be here and you're giving me a break, get the shit over with. You know? Nah, once you step on campus, yeah. you work for them. <laughs> yeah. You part of you the You pay thousands now. of money thousands of dollars and you're a piece of shit yeah <laughs> you're still not in charge it doesn't matter yeah they make you sit up like you're in church and they like tell you the school chant and everything and make you do the sign are you sure it was a school or Dude, did you you signed UNT up for a cult? orientation it's crazy oh I mean, unt yeah. oh okay pretty much yeah. A cult. yeah yeah might as well be you know that big old green flag waving around <laughs> that thing is massive yeah mean green yeah they really went all out that's like one student's tuition right there. Just that flag. <laughs> yeah. It's really impressive every time I drive by it. Yeah. Your money means nothing. Yeah. A good deal, though, is a good thing to fall back on for comedy, especially, though, to be able to have the flexibility of just going to school is awesome. But. Oh, yeah. You got to have uh, something positive going into your life. Yeah. You know, a good fallback plan just in case. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a saturated market right now, man. Everybody and their moms. Yeah, yeah. Wants to be out there. Yeah, luckily Matt McElhone's doing the same thing. He's going for the same major I am. So oh, that'd be nice. At UNT, so another dude going the same route. It's kind of cool. Another guy around hyenas and stuff all the time. Man, and you know what's unfortunate is I look like I served, but never did, so I get no benefits. Oh, you know? yeah. I just, <laughs> just get to look like it. Yeah. I mean, I, It is a weird thing. I don't even like bringing it up, you know what I mean? Because it, it's one of those things when you're doing comedy, I feel like if someone was on stage and talked about being uh in the military that's the same thing as like uh i feel like i would be thinking the same thing i think a lot of people think and that they're like ah oh, this guy's a cop or something like that you know <laughs> what i mean like that same kind of vibe and i definitely don't want that you're trying to feel more loose up there and not like such a tight ass it feels like your balls are hanging out when you start comedy like everybody can see one of your testicles or something it's oh yeah you're you're very vulnerable fully exposed to the world all your flaws all your insecurities and they even shine a spotlight on you right yeah they yeah make yeah. sure that everyone can see everybody wants to watch you sweat yeah it's funny because i will typically go up sometimes and uh address you know the fact that i look this way and people don't expect <laughs> me to do comedy yeah. they expect me to stand at the door and you know check their ids <laughs> i was doing this one night i think it was over at the bodega and after i finished my set yeah some people like called me over to their table and they were like hey are you really a cop and what? i was like did you not listen to anything i just said like uh. you heard cop you saw me and that's you just locked on <laughs> so i was like you know i'm not telling that joke anymore people that's funny people uh, think you're just gonna get up there and kick them out yeah they just get so there. nervous they're like oh crap cop, cop. <laughs> they, they hear cop they see me they lock it on everybody puts their drinks away them. when you get on stage yeah I'm like, we're at a bar what are you guys doing <laughs> we, you're supposed to have that no that's funny people will either think that i'm a cop or that i'm just also super racist like they are <laughs> and that's that's the unfortunate part of you know having just being white i feel like yeah other white people just see you and they're like they find comfort i still have a couple jokes about that are race related and they uh once you start on the topic i think people still are tight but once you finish with a as long as you have a punchline you it's, can still get over it be funny though i think there's just a little bit of that there's just a speed bump with that topic right now Oh, absolutely. There's yeah, so yeah. many speed bumps right now in general. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. You mentioned gender. Shootings and shit. Yeah. And stuff. I always thought I saw a guy start with a joke about the Vegas shooting a while back and it was, it didn't end well. And I think there's just some things that I think I'm learning that there's some things that you can 
kind of build a mountain of difficulty and it's going to be really hard for you to get a laugh and climb that mountain to climb that mountain you know what i mean some topics just have a higher hill and you might have a decent joke but it might not land because it's a super just, tough touchy topic yeah, it has to be funnier than it much. is gruesome yeah that's kind of my favorite thing about comedy is trying to make those really unfunny topics funny in some way yeah 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 some yeah way. you love the little bit of the challenge and everything yeah yeah, yeah. you know because like you can make a joke just about anything will it be tasteful no right it's not meant to be tasteful though like, and then when you're at these mics you're like grasping and getting no reaction so often it makes you kind of want to dip towards something a little edgier and i think a lot of people get caught in that too yeah that is a really big go-to for a lot of guys is just straight edgy yeah trying to make comics laugh and stuff like that because that's all you're performing for a lot of the time yeah and come you know we're gonna laugh at a good dick joke even a bad (laughs) dick joke you know but your typical crowd you know you might not have that same luck you got to be real careful in these comedy clubs because you can breed some real bad habits real fast yeah yeah and then you get out in front of real people and then you realize you need to tone it back a bit yeah that's what sucks is uh not that we're doing it but a lot of uh younger comics tend to kind of fluff each other up too much i think and i've heard other comics say that that open micers can tend to because you're at that low level and you're grasping for any shred of uh like uh hope or uh what is it like uh not admiration i can't think of the right word but like i feel uh, like the admiration works yeah yeah uh, like the applause, like anything, anything good you're doing, like you're just trying to take anything in and you reach for stuff a lot of times when I'm trying not to judge anything I do this first year. You know what I mean? Oh, that's like yeah, that's no good, good or bad. And it. then look back on it because I thought I've had good sets before and I listened to a set earlier this past weekend and I just the tone of my voice and like the way that I'm talking, I'm probably talking the same fucking way right now. But the tone of my voice then was so annoying and patterned and stuff like that. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I'm sure I'm not. I'm sure I'm a little bit past that, but I'm sure I still have more of that than I think I do. Like, I can't wait to evolve past some of the early stuff, you know, when you're finding your voice and stuff like that. It's tough being an early comic. We know how gross we are, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of self-scrutiny, uh, you don't even realize. It's, yeah, yeah. It's real. Stage presence. Right. What the hell you do with your hands. Yeah, yeah. Tone. Tone. <laughs> and that's funny. I'm so tone deaf to myself. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'm, think, I'm thinking that, like, I'm killing it. Like, I'm full of energy. Right. And then I play it back, and it's like, who <laughs> who hurt you? Like, what is, what yeah. is wrong? It's tough. I feel... I'm feel like I'm, I'm on the uh mellow end of the spectrum you know what i mean so it's tough for me to when somebody expects high energy like when i'm hosting first block at yeah. hyenas or something i've gotten the opportunity a couple times or whatever it, you got to reel those people in that are coming out from the main room show kind of do some barking or whatever to get them to stay and i'm always doubt myself i'm like i don't know if i'm that guy that has the energy that they want to sit down and listen to but i just get into material and a couple of the more experienced comics have told me that's that's fine. Just get into who you are and do your material. It sucks when you try to manufacture energy, then you come across as like, I feel like a dork the whole time. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a really tough job. Yeah. Trying to just get people to stay as they're, oh, yeah. they're leaving a show. Yeah, they're right? excited they, to leave already. Yeah, they think like, <laughs> okay, it's time to go home. Yeah. Everything's done. And then they walk out and just a room full of people yelling at them to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like guilt trip literally guilt tripping oh yeah into staying for the next first block host i think is one of the toughest jobs it probably is the toughest job yeah and i think a lot of mic uh open mic a lot of comics forget that they a lot of those people left that main room show you know what i mean and they're not as appreciative of the people that are staying 
some people have stayed through like multiple multiple shitty sets you know what i mean oh yeah like and a lot of these comics don't really, really know rough they're not these people aren't excited to see you try your jokes they know they're doing you a favor a lot of the yeah. times they're at least try to put on a show yeah 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 right like give them something yeah yeah but yeah there's a lot of people that uh, it's funny. My wife is one of them now that is kind of against <laughs> yeah. open mics because yeah. <laughs> she sat through some real rough sets yeah. out there in Denton uh, yeah. this past weekend. That first mic on Sundays is tough. It, and then your wife was at the last one, and then the one before that, uh, Matt brought his wife out, and I did a horrible joke. I don't ever do. I know I'm not a political comic. I thought of something about Joe Biden that I was like, oh, it's a joke. I'm going to try anything. I'll try it on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I'm not eventually not going to keep it, I'll see if I can work it out and see if I can make it a joke. Yeah. If I can throw it smart. out. It was awful. I added a detail that was unnecessary that killed the point I was trying to make with the second part. And it, it, whatever. That's boring detail stuff. But yeah, that was awful. You hate seeing someone you're going to see again. Oh, yeah. And have <laughs> a have a shit set. <laughs> That was like one of my more uncomfortable sets. And then I was yeah. like, oh my God. Every time you see them after that, you got to convince them. Like, no, nah, I am funny. Like, yeah. I, I really am funny. Come, come again. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then the next set, you know, it's just pressure because you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I really have to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I actually, I'm not a huge fan of having my wife come. Yeah. 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 Just because like, <laughs> she sits through the jokes here at home. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> She, right exactly and the funny like she's a nervous laugher so like she doesn't like laughing in public uh yeah yeah which dude, is which is not a great audience member and a lot of times show. when it's her there there's not a lot of other people there no, she's you've got so come, much weight as an audience member she has not come to many many full open mics yeah you know um actually i don't know if she's ever been to one with more than like 10 people oh really yeah yeah dude even that's tough to find yeah it really is 10 non-comics 10 engaged audience members is awesome that's yeah two be great two would be cool <laughs> <laughs> you know something yeah man yeah. i i've actually had one time where there was just two actual audience members uh-huh. and uh i don't know why i tried to do some trump joke because you know i just i yeah, like yeah. to make fun of trump supporters from time to time you thought it, yeah just because i think you know he's a it's a funny thing that they look he's at this a, guy yeah. as a leader you know yeah. that's all i'm saying um and i said as a joke that he looked like a trump supporter because he obviously didn't he looked, you know he was like yeah yeah blinged out he had some chains and uh, i said that to him and he tried to get on stage <laughs> the audience member did? yeah yeah he was where was this at it was at hyenas Dang. Yeah, it was at Hyenas. He was like, because he was walking to the bathroom as I was saying it. Yeah. And he turned around. He's like, no, no, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. Was he hammering? Yeah, he was so drunk. Ah. Um, But he, and he was just trying to have fun. He wasn't trying to be like malicious or He thought he could just jump up there and talk back to you on the mic. Oh, okay. You know, it's just him and his wife. I'm catering the whole show to them. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm ignoring all the other comics. Ah. Because they're not, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks when people have no reverence for the stage at all. Like that. Dude. That is such a bummer. Because you know how much shame that you've spilled out. Not blood, sweat, and tears, but just like the shame that you have poured out talking to two people spaced out across a room at one in the morning. You know what I mean? Oh, like it takes a lot to get an audience in front of, to be able to perform when there's an audience in front of that stage. Yeah. Uh, All that shit makes you appreciate people just finding people that appreciate comedy. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Being able to make comedy is (laughs) is tough. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. The hours of just sitting there with a notebook. That's the thing. I beat myself up a lot about that now because I know how much writing it takes from, 
I've always been engaged with comedy, you know what I mean? Like before I started stand up, I loved it for my whole life, you know yeah. what I mean? So listening to all the podcasts and stuff like that, all you hear is how you need to just get on stage and write. That's the only advice people have is get on stage, you know? Do your writing. Seinfeld says he made like a he had a calendar with a X that makes the chain every day you write or whatever. When you don't have that X to put that day that you don't write, you get super bummed. Like hmm. But I haven't taken that step yet, you know what I mean? But yeah, writing every day, that's got to be something I incorporate. Yeah, I feel like that's a lesson that a lot of young comics or people that are starting out in comedy have to learn. Yeah. Because when I first started, like I was like I wasn't really against writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like I don't really need it. Right. Right? Like I'm just I'm going to like just think of topics and just try to be funny. Yeah. Cuz you know, I, f- I felt like I was a pretty naturally funny person. Right. People would always, you know, try to convince me to go do some comedy thing. Right. Right. Um not to like say I'm, you know, awesome and this amazing comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. But uh which I've, you know, had I've been humbled, <laughs> been humbled quite a bit. It's so just learning to write and sticking to that. Because when you just go out there and you're just winging it, you end up just kind of saying the same crap over and over again. Yeah, that's what that's it seems what like learned. so much is the guys just winging it and stuff. Yeah, yeah you you find one thing that's funny, mm-hmm. and then you you keep gravitating towards that. Right. And I would talk kind of I would not really talk trash, but I would like look down on comics that I go and I hear the same joke. Yeah. yeah. Every week yeah for two months like (laughs) you have no other material to try right right and then i i kind of became that comic Mm -hmm. unknowingly Mm because i would listen to my stuff and i'm like this is like two months in a row you're telling the same joke yeah 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 writing writing's important you gotta have a plan that's pretty much what writing is i Mm. think planning yeah you have to to be able to generate material you know what i mean there's not a lot of ian bags out there you know Uh, (laughs) i did uh a class when I was in like uh, it was 2019 it was the summer of 2019 I was taking a class at Dallas Comedy House because I knew if I put money in it you know what I mean oh, I knew yeah. there's not going to be a class that can teach if you how to be a funny cost, there's a commitment yeah 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 and I knew I wanted to start I knew I didn't didn't have the balls to do an open mic you know what I mean it just I have no theater background or like performance background or anything mm-hmm. like that you know what I mean so uh, I went to a tiny school we didn't have like a theater program nothing like that something to get on stage is all i'm saying and uh so i was pretty nervous about the whole idea of it and everything and i just paying money to do that class and them telling you to write every week and then showing up one week without stuff to write you know what i mean oh, without yeah, stuff written, be and then being like oh shit like this really is you gotta you have to so much of what you write is gonna be dog shit anyways you just gotta get up those bad shots you know what i mean get out those shit ideas so you can mine your way towards something that's worth saying yeah, and sometimes yeah. you know you can work that out over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had a lot of bad ideas that just like stupid ideas that I write down. Yeah, that have actually somewhat turned into decent material. Right. So you never, you just never know. You just got to get that out. Yeah. And one thing that I've tried to do a lot more now is just write whatever like comes out on my mind. Like even if it's just like a one little note. Yeah. Couple words because I'll be like if I'm driving. And I mm-hmm. think of like something, I make myself laugh and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's going to kill. I was just thinking that I get a lot of ideas while I'm driving and yeah. stuff. It's and then I'm like, right. I'm like, I'm going to, re- it's so funny that I'm like, I'm going to remember that. Right. Like, right, you know right. Yourself, like, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's locked down. And then you get to writing it down and you're like, what, what, what was funny? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember how to tell a joke now. Yeah. You can't trust your brain all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I heard someone say, I think it was like a, somebody that probably a super famous poet. I'm sure. But, uh. I don't know who said it, but they said that uh, creative ideas are like a, a rushing wind or like a train. 
and when it goes by you have to get on when it's going by if you miss the train you miss the idea or whatever so i try to think of that like when i get that idea while i'm driving because i had like two yesterday when i was driving back home and everything and i had to pull over because i was like i don't want to forget this right now or whatever and you know it's really nice that you pull over for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i will be swerving down the highway as i'm trying to write with one hand well somebody said you could like i'm not super tech savvy somebody said you like dictate on your phone and like uh talk into it and it'll write it out for you because the spoken if i record talking into my phone i'm not listening back to that you know what i mean i've got there's 200 audio recordings exactly i've heard 10 yeah i listen back to uh certain mics if i need like because i'll date my uh date my notes and stuff like that that's smart that way i know that's really handy (laughs) about when i thought of the idea and then if i tried those ideas i have the dates of the audio recordings and everything you know what i mean go back and find what jokes i did when the, the more i talk to other comics the more i realize how unorganized i am as a comic. dude it's like, tough and i thought i was like i thought of myself as kind of an organized person but i'm a fuck i'm just as chaotic as the next or unorganized as the next guy you know yeah I mean? there's not much strategy to my yeah. game right now and there's not that much to organize right now i have like eight minutes worth of decent jokes you know what i mean <laughs> like uh, once you're early, it was, and I, it's so true, dude. It's almost like it seems like it's impossible to avoid. You think you have like so much material, and then once you chisel it down, you're like, these jokes aren't even finished. This joke is just an idea. There's not even any punchlines in yeah. there. You start scrapping stuff left and right. Yeah. You realize how easy it is to make yourself laugh. Yeah, yeah. When you're driving down the road, and just that spark of a joke gives you so much hope that you're like, oh, that's a joke. But you don't. It's tough to go without. Or it's easy to go without flushing that joke idea and uh, end up getting bummed about it because you didn't develop it anymore when you had that spark, you know, getting on stage, throwing out. I threw something out at One Nostalgia uh, that I started with about fucking pumpkins or something like that. It was the dumbest thing I ever said in my life. And I was like, why did I even write this in the first place? Like I started hating myself. Uh, it was dumb. Humorous wording is only funny if it's like, if you develop it into an actual joke, just like funny words on top of funny words. Yeah, the uh, I'm whole not, not just for me, rambling, uh, and ju- you can't. Sometimes you can just ramble and just throw out funny words, and it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody's got different that's, styles. Yeah. That's not a that's not a solid go to. I don't think you know. You got to actually put in effort and come up with yeah. kind of somewhat smart material. Yeah, I mean, I don't know shit. You can smash watermelons and make people laugh. I don't know anything about nothing. I'm just. I trying wish to do I could pull thing. it off. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome yeah yeah that's the move somebody told me uh he had a heart attack at hat tricks gallagher yeah hat tricks huh. well, longest running open mic in uh in dallas bar mic in dallas well that's not it's not fun i hope people didn't laugh i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there was somebody who was like ah oh, i'm sure his I heart attack it. got more laughs than the open mics do on monday so. it hurts how true that could be <laughs> oh man but yeah so you weren't really a, somebody that wanted to be on stage so what got you well dude go? i say that but i've said like i have memories of being a kid and like the teacher leaving the room when i was in like fourth to sixth grade something like that and like making people laugh standing on the side of the room while she's taking a shit or whatever and stuff like that i've said i wanted to be a stand-up before when i was a kid and i've had friends tell me i've told them that throughout my life and stuff like that and i didn't realize how recurring of a theme it was it was something that i kind of gave up on like i didn't even know that there were comedy clubs in dallas to after i left dallas when i was 20 you know what i mean I, my first cd was nick swartzen oh, okay. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that was the first uh comedy cd i bought and everything party time that was like uh i think i was like 
16 or something when that came out but i love like goofy stuff i don't think i've tapped into that yet i'm trying not to i don't think i'm super goofy i don't know that i would have uh he's super playful um right now it's just like writing jokes right now it's it's hard to find your footing when you're early on you know i don't want to you don't want to i don't want to say anything you don't want to like limit yourself when you're early on either you don't know where you're gonna end up doing a year from now you know that's the hard thing about like young comedians that lock into gimmicks Mm -hmm. like that's what you are now like yeah like the the guy with the puppets what's his name oh yeah Um, jeff dunham jeff dunham yeah yeah what's jeff dunham without puppets i don't know right i i've never seen jeff dunham without puppets i've literally never seen him yeah without a puppet on him so you know that's what i mean so many guys can find that thing but then i also know i don't want to be the guy that's a guy because of a thing it's got to get old yeah 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 you do the same thing same kind of stuff year in and year out that's yeah that's why i like to focus on everything you know even even if I don't know anything about it, which is most things, I'm not. I'm not a very informed yeah. person. You're using the whole playbook. It's like all yeah, wide if, open. if you want to talk sports, I got you all day. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk politics? Yeah, yeah. I know what I've seen on Instagram. Like that's, <laughs> that's as far yeah, as I go. I don't watch the news. Yeah. Um. It's it feels like a waste of time. Yeah. I nonsense. think so too. I think it's I guess good to be responsible or whatever if you feel like you can make a contribution, but. I feel like I'm behind the eight ball at this point. I feel like topics are topics. If there's something I can vote on that's simple to vote on, I do. But you know what I mean? I don't know how much it's worth worrying about for me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like on a <laughs> daily basis, people get so worked up and so upset about this. But I mean, day to day, is it really that important? Not really. I don't think so. And if it is, then I've been doing a lot of things wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll, you know, that time will come. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's, it's worked out for me so far not needing it yeah but hopefully i got a long ways to go so yeah yeah we'll see how long you been doing it now stand up um stand up man i started kind of before covid yeah yeah like i i did a few one time you uh, got up before covid though yeah, yeah a yeah, few yeah. times um at hyenas mm-hmm. really i didn't i haven't done anything outside of hyenas until pretty recently yeah yeah like these last two or three months because I didn't, I didn't even realize how many open mics there were. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like I, I went to hyenas because I'm like, this is a comedy club, so there's, right. there's gonna be an open mic here. I didn't think about all the bars and oh yeah, all the restaurants they they do it at until uh, Jacob Marshall mm-hmm. put me onto that this our little comedy group chat, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh well, what the hell? All this is happening. I didn't even realize. Oh man, that there was so much more potential to do this. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't really started until like maybe the last six months. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would I'd probably consider that. I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's funny when it comes, I don't know, there's something about going on stage mm-hmm. where um, I don't know if I have any shame, uh-huh. right? Like I, I'll just go up and just talk. You get super nervous before you go up um, or anything? Oh yeah, I definitely, I get nervous before I get up. Damn. But then, like, once I'm up there, I'm just like, all right, we got to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're in front of all these people. Um, don't mess it up. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I, I do. Yeah. But, you know, for, I feel like my percentage is uh, maybe leaning towards good. Right, right. You know, and I maybe I think I can accredit it to doing choir in sixth grade. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I was the shyest kid. Uh-huh. And then uh, when it came to sixth grade, that was like at our school. That was the time where you picked like a like an artistic yeah yeah um, elective yeah. So there was band, there was art, and there was choir. Dang. And I always wanted to learn how to play the piano. 
Right. So I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to go join the band. They're going to teach me how to play piano. I'm going to be a boss. Like, it's going to go down. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I showed up, and they're like, uh, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, piano, like a boss. And they're like, okay, well, do you have a piano at home to practice? And I was like, no. And they're like, can you get one? And I was like, no, nah, that's not even in the question. I know that's not in the budget. Yeah. And they were like, well, then you can't really play piano. <laughs> you, you can't just come in for like, you know, 30 minutes a day and, you know, get on track. Ah. So where you can be in the band. So I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, well, what else can you do? And I was like, no, I didn't really have any other interest. Because oh, yeah. uh, then they started talking about like renting instruments. And I was like, nah, the moment money comes into this, like this ain't something I can do. Ah, uh, yeah. So I just sat in the class for a week. What? I just sat in a corner while they practiced. You heard music. Yeah, I just sat there and listened. Yeah. And then eventually the teacher was like, this isn't working out. Like you, you have to go do something else. Like you what? can't just sit here. <laughs> so I was like, okay. She's going to toss you like a tambourine or um, something, slap her knee. Yeah, you couldn't give me nothing, right? Like yeah. I could have been a hype man. Harmonica. I could have been wiping down instruments. You know, I was just sitting there. Yeah. Um, and then they just kicked me out. And uh, I had a friend that was in choir. And it was just him and a bunch of girls. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm going to join you. Ah. Well, you know, we're going to pull some ladies. Yeah. Um, and it ended up just, you know, we both love singing. And <laughs> <laughs> got zero ladies. <laughs> well, we thought we were the hottest shit. Like, we would practice on the weekends at his house. Yeah. Because we're like, yeah, when our time comes. Like, we're gonna... Dang. We thought we were going to be, like, hot shit. I still remember, like, all the conversations. We we're like, yeah, I got my talent from my mom. And he's like, yeah, same here. <laughs> I ain't never heard my mom sing a day in my life. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, so. You had your whole American Idol video story, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was ready, man. The moment my number was called. But, you know, doing all that singing out in front of people. Yeah. I feel like that killed any shame I had left in my body. So it was like, you know, when it comes to this. For sure. Something, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe make it to American Idol. Not as a singer, but as a comic. Maybe. Yeah. Do they take com- <laughs> They don't take comics. <laughs> It'd still be better. Do they? Probably have better rhythm than some of the people singing on there, though. I would love to see it. Just with your you jokes. Know, just like a Bill Bill Burnham. Or Bo, Bo Burnham. Burnham. <laughs> Bill Burnham. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bo. Same thing. Bill Burnham is uh, Bill Burr's new album. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch it. Did you watch his latest special, the COVID one? I forget what it's called. The Inside. Paper Tiger. Oh, Bo Burnham's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was crazy. Yeah, he won a bunch of awards for it, didn't he? Yeah, the fact that he can make all that all that music actually sound good and be funny at the same time. Yeah, that's a talent. Yeah, he's always been like a crazy talent. That he was like uh, popular when I was in high school already. Yeah, just as a kid. Yeah, for like over a decade, he's been popular. Just makes me think if I ever learned how to play piano, you know. Yeah, yeah. Bo Burnham could have been the next Mike Tribby, you know. Yeah. (laughs) No, Dang. I would probably tear a little piano. I don't have the finger coordination. I don't know what it is. For piano? Yeah, fat fingers. Uh, I can't even type right. How am I going to play piano? Yeah, I don't type very good either. No. And everybody was saying you got to be able to type now, but I don't think people type that much anymore. I don't know what to people look don't here. even know how to spell now. Like, yeah. what? You don't have to type. You just have to get a general message across. Yeah. Are you just talking to things now? Yeah. Just a series of letters, and if they understand what you're trying to say, like, that's good. You don't need sentences. So what do you got coming up in the future? I mean, you're doing all this open mics. I know you just did a show this past Saturday, right? Oh, yeah. I got to do a little guest spot at a Dallas Comedy Club. That's a really nice club, too, that opened up recently in Dallas. It's, I haven't uh, been there yet. Oh, really? It's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, you got to go to one of the mics. It's awesome. They got a cool lounge in the back, like a patio area. Hmm pretty nice not just a bench outside like most spots yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all huddle around this yeah they got a whole lounge out there they have like 
DJs that do karaoke there. It's like the improv place too, so their stage is hmm. uh, has like the improv background. It's a really wide stage. It's a cool room though. It's a nice room for comedy. I've always wondered. I've I've kind of thought about jumping into improv. Dude, me too. I think it'd be a good thing for stand up just to be able to access a little bit more of those skills, be a little more loose, you know. Yeah, quick on your toes. Exactly. You, know, you gotta you gotta be funny just with whatever they throw at you yeah i don't know why people i feel like a lot of people talk down on improv yeah i, I mean it's a silly way thing better. yeah you know you it's a bunch of grown men playing imagination yeah. um you know as a as a stand-up it's like a like a football player taking ballet right like yeah. you're just you're you working you're fine-tuning small skills yeah you know but i see watch stuff like the office and you know you see michael's improv attempts <laughs> just, <laughs> just pulling out guns there yeah which I gotta say, I don't know why they hated that so much. Yeah, that seemed like that'd be a blast. That's every know? movie. Yeah, every trailer you see, a guy just pulls out a gun and is like threatening something. Always so dramatic. It's an easy go-to. Yeah, just bust out a gun, yelling or, "Don't uh, move!" or a pregnancy. Yeah, guns and pregnancies they elicit yeah. the same drama. The threat of life, <laughs> bringing it <laughs> in or taking it away. Are you, are you saving it or are you taking it? Yeah. If you shoot a pregnant lady, then you're doubling down on the taking. Yeah, that's the worst thing. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't want to jump into <laughs> politics because that, that Texas abortion law. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to see uh, we're going to see a lot of sketchy abortions going on. And they increased uh, who can have guns here. So it's almost like they're encouraging oh, they're, gun they abortion. They are risking it. Yeah. Texas is gambling. I don't understand the things that this state will legalize. <laughs> things that they don't. Right? Like, like women's rights. A... Forget them. Yeah. Guns bring them out uh you know anything else i don't understand it you can only uh, get liquor at certain times oh that threw me way off when yeah. i came here yeah because in arizona they will sell to you until 2 a.m yeah every single day and then they stop and they start right back up at 5 a.m ah there's just a three-hour window where everybody can sober up and get their life together <laughs> and then the liquor starts flowing again yeah so when i came to Man. texas i was like this is this is texas like how do you you should have liquor available 24 7 yeah like, that's what i thought texas was all about yeah i'm really i'm disappointed honestly like you got whiskey a whiskey shot when you sat down at restaurants or something like yeah like stuff like that yeah like you go to denny's and they they don't give you coffee they give <laughs> yeah. you a beer you know this is texas give you a Coors Light, yeah. pat you on the back, give you some spit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. It's it's much tamer than that, which is... Yeah, it's still a real world. I guess it's nice, but it's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, I was expecting more. But more wildness, yeah. I have a theory for Texas that actually I kind of don't want Texas to legalize weed. Why? Well, because I see what it's doing to Arizona. Uh-huh. We got the number one NFL team. We got the number one team in the NBA. <laughs> I don't want Texas to catch on. I don't want the Cowboys to start winning again. Yeah. If you legalize weed in Texas, that's such a big incentive for all these players to come here. Yeah. Oh, that's, the only, yeah. that's what got Arizona going. Yeah. Nobody wanted to go to Arizona. We legalized yeah. weed. Everybody wants to go. I want to go back to Arizona. <laughs> the heat ain't that bad, you know? Yeah. You convince yourself that it's it's better than it really is yeah i've never been out there man i've never been there california went to colorado recently went to went up to denver oh colorado's beautiful yeah yeah that's where i me and my wife had our honeymoon oh yeah 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 how long you been married when did y'all do that uh we just had our year anniversary in august oh cool so how many months is august uh almost a a year and four months yeah yeah 
I don't do well with time. <laughs> time is a time's a man-made structure yeah. that I choose not to follow. Dang. How'd y'all like it up there? Oh, loved it. Yeah. Like the moment we got there, we're like, we want to move here. Just ski and stuff, or was no, just no, we're not skiers. <laughs> yeah, that was neat. I used to work at a ski shop, but it was here in Dallas, so it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're just getting ready for your trip. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it was. Uh, no, we didn't ski at all. Um, we went up to Estes Park, which is it's north of Colorado Springs. So yeah. Like, and that's the funny thing. We didn't realize how far north it was. Uh-huh. We just like Googled it and thought it was cool. So we're like, all right, we're going to go there. Yeah, yeah. And then we got to Colorado and it was like still like five hours away. And we're like, oh, <laughs> um, it's this small town and it's like in this valley of mountains. Yeah. And you're just surrounded. And uh, we stayed in a little cabin and you go down this long road that just slopes all the way down to like the bottom of the valley. Uh-huh. There was a river and a giant park. It was it was just like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any Hallmark movies, <laughs> but yeah. it, it was like one of those towns where it was like this is a magical place. Where was it? Estes Park. Oh okay. Yeah, and there was just like crazy stuff happening all the time. Like one day, a giant herd of elk, moose creatures. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they are. <laughs> These just giant majestic beasts. Yeah. Like a hundred of them just came and took a nap in the park. It was the craziest thing. Did you prank them? No, uh, Drop nah, dicks on their face. Too too big. Too big. <laughs> I looked I looked at the antlers and I was like, no, nah. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the health insurance to cover that. Dang. It was crazy. Yeah, I I think about that place a lot. Yeah, way on our way nice. down from uh, Denver, we stopped at Pueblo. Did you stop there at all? Oh yeah, yeah. We went through all that. Yeah, it was a cool town. We stopped, got there like right after the sunset, and there was nobody there. Like I mean, we were there probably on like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. It was like this little lit up town. They had a river walk with like red lights oh, all in the trees and like awesome. everything. And there was a little brewery right there. We grabbed a beer, walked the river walk and everything. It was I'm cool. always down for a good river walk. I don't know yeah, what it man. is. You just you put a path on a river. Yeah. And I want to walk on it. Yeah, yeah. Put up some lights. Shit's romantic. Yeah. It was like yeah, that it was like a Hallmark movie, dude. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Hey, people hate on Hallmark, but you know, it's if you need some some real down to earth love, <laughs> you just watch a Hallmark movie. Makes the holidays feel special. Yeah. Even though they all end the same. Every single Hallmark movie is like a the family same. getting back together. Or? Yeah. Well, it, it always starts with a woman in a bad relationship. Yeah. Some successful man that doesn't have time for her, uh-huh. doesn't care about her feelings. Right. And then she meets some unsuccessful man. She meets a man who's successful in his own ways, but he's poor. and they fall in love and then you know the rich guy always ends up being the bad guy and Mm -hmm. she ends up with a good guy she ends up with the comic that's why you like it so much yeah pretty pretty much she ends up i'm like yeah you know i can attain that right (laughs) modest truck yeah like three shirts yeah that's pretty much where i'm at in my life anyway so you really connect to it yeah it's so nice that's funny i had a roommate that was really into him and we just we started watching them and ended up being it like a tradition like <laughs> like christmas time hallmark movies yeah for like two years damn i've seen i saw all of them all the new ones i uh, didn't know that they were still making new ones but they make <laughs> new ones all the time it doesn't matter how many times the story's been told you know hollywood remakes same lady they're just rehiring the same yeah cast. it's like you know just watching a different comic tell the same joke like we all just take turns yeah. telling the same joke <laughs> Not improving it. <laughs> Just the same thing. Yeah. Different people. And those are open mics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Before you go, anything you want to give to the people? What kind of wisdom do you want to drop? 
Uh, if there's anybody in Waco, I'm going to be there December 11th on a little show with uh, Paul Smith and Casey Coleman at uh, the Brazos Theater. That's coming up. Uh, not much other than that, but always going to be at these mics, Fort Worth, Dallas Hyenas. Always hanging out there and could definitely use audience members. So like a professional comedian, straight to the promo. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love yeah, it. Dude. Yeah. When was it in Waco? December 11th. December yeah. 11th? Yeah, okay. Brazos Theater. Yeah, Brazos Theater. That's awesome. I've seen a lot of open micers go out to shows in Waco recently. I didn't expect Waco to have a Yeah, Waco's got some stuff going on. Crowd. And they're right there between Dallas and Austin. It's a cool spot. I think they don't have like, uh, I don't know if they have comedy clubs that are, there might be one there. I'm not sure, but uh, they have stuff going on there all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Who would have thought? Waco. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. December 11th. Get your tickets. Brazos (laughs) Theater. And yeah, as always, anytime. Dude, thanks for having me on. here. Cool hanging out. Yeah. You can catch us any week um, at most bars. You know, if you see a man just yelling stuff into a microphone, good chance it's one of us. So yeah, help him out. <laughs> yeah, check us out. Give us some feedback. You know, <laughs> we're we're trying to to improve here, people. Yeah. You know, we're not just here for dick jokes, <laughs> although it's an easy go to. <laughs> but appreciate you coming through, man. And till next time, peace. peace.